Money. It affects our everyday life. But how do we make more of it? Manage it. And make sure we make the most of our money. Welcome to Money Mindful, a podcast to teach and support you as you learn to manage your money. Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to episode 26 of the Money Mindful podcast. I am your host, Megan. This is a very important episode. I'm going to cover two barriers to success. We're going to talk about that mistakes happen and here's how to deal with it. All right, anything that you are doing in life that you want to move forward with, mistakes are going to happen, whether it's to do with what you want to create financially or something to do with your career, your relationships, anything. Truly, when you're really putting yourself out there, you need to be prepared for mistakes. Let's start with the first barrier to success. There's two I'm going to discuss today. The first one is perfectionism. And this episode is for all my perfectionist soulmates out there. I may have struggled a lot (laughs) with perfectionism in my past, allegedly. I may still have the odd bout of it, but I'm working on having it less and less in my life. I feel like this is an area I have some expertise in. Also, as a teacher, sadly, I see too many kids already affected by perfectionism at a really young age. Hence why this is such an important topic to be aware of. Have you ever experienced self-doubt or had a thought that sounds a little something like this? I'm not good enough or a variation of it. It's not good enough. I have to get it right. However it sounds for you in your head with your thoughts, I know you understand me. I used to genuinely believe being perfect was a good thing, but I now know having to get it right, being a perfectionist is actually about being afraid to make mistakes or get it wrong. We have to get it right because failure is not an option. We don't want to feel the pain of getting it wrong, being wrong or not living up to some imaginary expectations we set for ourselves, not being good enough. Being a perfectionist is dangerous territory for our self-esteem because I'm here to tell you as a very experienced expert perfectionist that the tragedy here is that we can never, ever, ever live up to our expectations And we will constantly live under the shadow of I'm not good enough as we strive for this elusive perfect. What is perfect anyway? Who decides it, and I'm doing little inverted commas in the air here, we, me, the task at hand is complete or is perfect anyway? You. You decide. You decide if you are good enough. 
You decide if the task is perfect. It's all in our heads. It's all our thoughts. I want you to really contemplate this. Okay, so I'm not saying that we're always great at everything just because we think we are, right? Although that's a pretty useful thought to have, right? But what I'm saying is this. Perfectionism is such a time waster. Done is better than perfect. Try your best, aim high, but then move on. When we spend hours on something, rereading the email for the 10th time to check it's perfect, it's not productive. As a side note, my mother-in-law, who I like to think of as the editing queen, she always replies back to me with editing mistakes um, that I've made in my email newsletter. Do I want my weekly email to be free of mistakes? Of course I do. Absolutely. Do I want to spend four hours on an email? Of course not. In my mind, my email newsletter is perfect because it's complete and it's done. It's sent and it's in the inbox of my listeners, you who I adore and I want to tell you all the things that will help you. And my idea of success is getting that email out every week on time with relevant information and helpful content for you. No one's going to die if there's a typo in my newsletter. And in fact, I'm pretty sure no one is going to unsubscribe to the newsletter because there's a typo. I don't like having typos, but I'm okay about it. Sadly, so often us perfectionists don't want to try something new or step outside of our comfort zone because we don't want to experience being bad at something or the possibility of failure. So we just fail ahead of time, right, by not even trying the new thing in the first place. We need to be willing to be bad at it, which is the second barrier. Not being willing to be bad at something is a major barrier to success. And hear me out here. Okay, this is the second point I want to talk to is to be okay with being bad at something. Have you ever watched a toddler learning something new? They are so bad at everything. My three-year-old daughter has so many scrapes and bumps from just her day-to-day life of moving and climbing and running. Okay, don't get me started on eating and using cutlery, all right? What a mess. But it's fine, right? No one's judging her. No one thinks she's wrong or bad or not good enough because we know she's a kid and she's learning new skills and she's learning how to navigate life. However, for some reason, jump to adulthood and suddenly we're not allowed to be bad at anything, right? We expect to go from never having done something to expert with no experience in between. When we are learning something new, we have to allow ourselves to be bad at it. We will never be successful and create super crazy success for ourselves without first being prepared to fall flat on our face and suck at it and fail many times. This is the difference between people who experience high levels of success and those who don't. To succeed, you must be prepared to fail. And I don't just mean be prepared. I mean, you will fail. 
okay? It's inevitable. And this is the most exciting and beautiful part because it's these so-called failures that make us stronger and wiser and ultimately prepare us for the success we're aiming for. Let me give you an example, okay? Babies are bad at walking when they first try. It takes so many falls or fails until a baby can walk. Can you imagine if they just gave up? Right? But this is what we do as adults. Perfect example. We have the idea we want to invest in shares. We want to be an investor. So we go out and we buy shares in one company. This is probably one of the most high-risk actions you can take as an investor, but you do it because you lack experience. Surprise, surprise, the share price plummets. You sell out at a loss and think, I'm no good at investing and I'm never going to do it again. But what if that wasn't the case? What if you went into making that first trade with the willingness to be bad at it? I want to offer you the option that when we expect to make mistakes and have failures along the way, it's possible that we can be okay about it and use failures as an essential part of the learning process. Take the shares example. What if instead of giving up, you use that as a learning experience, an opportunity to think, gee, maybe there's more to learn about investing. Maybe I need to do an investing course or read about what other successful investors do. This applies for everything in your life. Let yourself be bad at it in the beginning. Now, I know this can be really, really scary. And after 10 years in the teaching industry, I consider myself an experienced teacher. I know a thing or two about teaching. But man, oh man, you should have seen me in the very first lesson I did in front of my university instructor. I was a deer in the headlights. It was bad. (laughs) I had no behavior management skills. I was still learning how to be engaging. There were kids running about everywhere. It was a disaster, a total fail, but that's okay. I got great feedback from my instructor and on reflection, I could also identify where I could improve. But I had to go through that process of being bad at it. I was never going to be a great teacher without teaching lots of classes, many of which certainly didn't go to plan, many of which I felt nervous and out of my depth and I made mistakes, but I did it anyway. And then I learned from them and I was able to apply what I learned and do it better the next time. By the time this episode goes to air, I will have started my life coach certification training. I already know I'm an excellent coach. This is a new skill I'm adding to my repertoire and I've only recently begun the training, but I am already saying that I'm an excellent coach. Why is this so? It's because I'm totally willing to be bad at it. I'm not planning on being a bad coach on purpose but I understand there is a learning to walk phase, so to speak, yeah, where I'm developing my coaching muscle 
just like the babies who are developing the muscles in their legs when they're learning to walk. For sure, I'm going to have some falls along the way while I build that coaching muscle. This is why I'm a great coach because even in my training, I'm already coaching you in the fundamental components of success, failure. I'm for sure going to be failing hard over the next couple of months as I transition to setting myself up as a coach. I have moments of fear and doubt for sure, but for the most part, I just feel like bring it on. You know, I've learned that this is an essential part of success. Now, I must clarify when I say failure and fails, I'm not planning to give up or to self-sabotage. This is not what I mean, okay? I don't mean that I'm not going to pass my certification because I don't show up for classes, right? Okay, or I don't do the required work. That's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about going all in, showing up 100%, and when I trip up and fall on my face, as I learn, I can just pick myself up with the knowledge that this is part of the journey. This is part of mastering a new skill. So when you go to do your first budget and you stuff it up because you've left something out or calculated it incorrectly, don't throw your hands up in the air and declare you're no good at budgeting. Pick yourself up and have another crack at it again and again until you're the budget queen, yeah? Too often we give up on our dreams because, oh, no, we made a mistake. We were a bit shit at it. So what? Really, truly, we have to really look at what we are thinking that is causing us to do this because it's not helpful and it's a major roadblock to achieving what you want. I know my thought is often I'm not good enough or I can't do this, but I just want to offer, because I know for sure you have these thoughts too, that our brains have some crazy amount of thoughts per day. I've heard different numbers from between about 40,000 to 70,000 a day. Yeah? (laughs) Crazy, right? So many thoughts. And a thought is just that. It's just a sentence in our brain. It's not the gospel truth. We have the power to actually decide ahead of time how we want to think or the thoughts that we want to focus on. We could decide to focus on another thought like, I wonder why that didn't work. What do I need to change? Or, wow, I'm getting better at this. The I'm not good enough thought is very popular, I know, and it's one that I know you've thought it, all right? We, we think it, but we don't have to give it any weight, okay? I want to share by, I want to end this by sharing a beautiful interaction I had with my daughter this morning on our walk to school. It's kind of uncanny that this happened the day that I'm recording this podcast. She loves to sing and make up rhymes, But this morning, she just started saying this little mantra. She was holding my hand and she's skipping along next to me saying, I'm enough. I'm enough. I'm enough, mummy. And she meant it. She 
believes it. My heart, oh my gosh, was just swelling out of my chest for love for her, right? And then she just turns to me and says, Mom, you are enough. I love you. It's moments like these that make me so humbled by the wisdom and pureness that comes from children. Yeah, amazing. I am enough and you are enough. We all are enough. That doesn't change just because we're learning something new and we suck at it. It's okay to be bad at it. This has no connection to your self-worth. You are enough always. Until next time, have a beautiful week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Money Mindful podcast. For more info, visit moneymindful.com.au. For future episodes, be sure to subscribe. And remember, the information in this podcast is of a general nature only and does not take into account your personal circumstances or goals. Please seek professional advice for your own financial needs. Remember to have fun along the way.